0: Hi film fans, how are you? I hope this finds you well. Um, There's loads going on at the cinema at the minute. Um, I wondered if any of you had been along to see Bones and All, the Luca Guadagnino film that is out in cinemas. Um, He was last week's guest and um, I actually was just uh, dropping the car off in the garage. You Know just keeping it real and listen back to the episode because I think I said this a couple of weeks ago when I'm doing the interviews, I'm so in it that I really enjoy listening back once Ben has done all his magic on the show. Um, to yeah, just to kind of hear the conversation from a you know, from a sort of outside point of view. And I really enjoyed um, the conversation with Luca. So if you have seen the film, um, Bones and All stars Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell, Mark Rylance, amongst many others, then please do listen to that particular episode because we, we talk about music a lot, but we also talk about things like costume. And there's an amazing kind of detail in costume connected to grunge and Kirk Cobain. And it's, and it's things like that when you think about the kind of the depth of work that goes in behind these wonderfully creative people. So um, if you haven't already, please do go and listen to the Luca episode. Also, in cinemas for a week only, so what, it's the 28th right now when I'm recording this on Monday. You have until Wednesday to watch Glass Onions and Knives at Mystery in cinemas and I'd highly recommend that you do so. Um, and I have recorded my chat with Daniel Craig. He was on great form. Um, we talked about many things. It was quite tricky actually because music is not an obvious conversation to be had with him. However, there were moments that we were able to really push on music be that through um, around character, around situation, around bond, which was really fascinating, to his own personal choices, which included Abba. So you'll need to make sure that you stay tuned for that episode that's coming over the next couple of weeks. However, it is a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, Soundtracking. And the last time that we had our latest guest on the podcast was when he was very kind enough to join me for a Soundtracking Live at the BFI. Now, that was more of a career retrospective. This time, none other than Tim Burton is here to talk about Wednesday, his first foray into making a television series. I really enjoyed this. You'll hear me talk about it at the start of the interview with Tim, where my two boys are now at that age, nine and 14, where... The 14-year-old is definitely interested in watching things that are, you know, for older kids, which is tricky sometimes getting to watch things together with a nine-year-old. So this series, my nine-year-old and I watched together and we kind of binge watched it. And we were on tour actually with my other half. And it was one of those things that we watched together whilst we were travelling and things like that. And we just were hooked from the start. The Jen Ortega who plays Wednesday in this is phenomenal and it's just got you can see Tim's kind of stamp all over it. It's got that kind of comedic darkness to it. And it's lovely because she's a kind of teenager. So she's a slightly older Wednesday than we're used to. And with that comes all manner of of kind of real life situations. Um Gwendolyn Christie's brilliant in this as well. I just, I don't know, I just had a lot of fun with this. So I highly recommend that you go and watch it. It's on Netflix now. You can watch the entire thing and yeah, it's great. Now, and as often with the case with Tim's work, Wednesday is scored by the great Danny Elfman. And so, it's with one of Danny's cues, his main cue, in fact, from the series that we'll begin. <laughs> Listen, can I just say thank you, first of all, because me and my Spike, who's at almost 10, we absolutely just, we couldn't stop watching Wednesday. We absolutely wow, loved amazing. it. Oh,
1: thank you. No, it, it, oh. was, it was an interesting experience, you know? I mean, I've never done a TV thing before, but I mean, the reason I did this was because of that character. I love, you know, it was like, spoke my worldview. It had all, I felt it was like, me as a teenage girl if that makes any sense yeah
0: yeah I feel like my nine-year-old almost kind of sees himself as that in a few years to come in a weird way so
1: yeah it can happen at any time you know yeah
0: everything about it the the music the the characters the way it was shot I mean it feels like sort of um Jenna who was fantastic as Wednesday she was never off screen almost in a way she was just ever present which was wonderful
1: I mean, the thing is, we couldn't have done that show without her, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's a strong character, you know, like Christina Ritchie did such an amazing, you know, she embodied that character in, a, you know, that, that made a strong image of it. But what I loved about this was that, you know, she's always been portrayed as a child. So seeing her as a teenager and seeing her relate to her parents and school and therapy and, society and technology you know it just it felt like a new way to explore her which which in fact she was you know my favorite character out of that group.
0: Well it's so interesting because this is a family that we've all grown up with in various incarnations you know in terms of the Adams family have kind of always been around in our in our world in some way shape or form but I feel like there's something so new and fresh and relevant and yeah, kind of really refreshing but, about her in this portrayal.
1: Well, I mean, the thing, again, you know, the Adam's time is always a heightened world and it's always been very cartoony and it's still that, but, but it, like the, the issues about how you deal with your parents and school, all those issues, it just felt more real to me. And I mean, yeah. even though it's also got like a, a Scooby-Doo mystery going on Wednesday <laughs> Adams and a Scooby-Doo mystery, but at her as a character, that's and that's what Jenna, you know, because the character is very black and white. And I think what Jenna did was she sort of gave it little little glimpses of humanity in there without changing her, without softening her as a character. And so, you know, for me, I don't think, you know, if we didn't have the right Wednesday, then yeah. it happened, you know, definitely. Did you
0: did you get involved in the whole casting process as well? Oh, because, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, the casting across the borders. Yeah, no, out.
1: I felt very lucky. And, you know, again, we were in Romania for almost a year, you know, and to be with the kids in the cast and, and, you know, like Gwendolyn Christie and, and Christina coming into back, you know, it, it was just a really good vibe. So yeah, uh, you know, me and the producer, you know, we were, you know, casting and yeah. and, and also just trying to find people that kind of fit that world in their own way. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, yeah, I felt quite lucky to to work with a, a beautiful cast.
0: Catherine Zeta-Jones as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it also kind oh.
1: sort of went back to the cartoon in a way where Gomez and Morticia, you know, and I was kind of sort of, uh, in the Adams Family, I always had a sort of a slight Hispanic bent to it, you know, or, or, or Latin, Hispanic. Mm. And that's why, you know, casting Jenna and then casting Louise, which kind of went mm. back more to the cartoon version, you know, when you look at the Charles Adams drawings, yeah. And so that you have somebody like Catherine and you got Louise, you know, they're like the perfect mismatched couple.
0: Yeah. But it it so works. Um I yeah. actually bumped into Gwendolyn about about a month ago, just on the street. And I was with Spike actually. And she said, Have you seen Wednesday yet? And I went, No, but I can't wait. And she said, I had the most amazing experience on this show. And working with you, she said, was just one of the most freeing experiences well, she'd ever had yeah, as an actor. I mean, actor.
1: honestly, she's one of those kind of actors that when she comes onto the set, it's funny because you see this as a crew. You know, you see everybody get all excited. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the energy that she brings and the sort of fun and the, and the sort of just everything she brings to it sort of ups the game. You know, like she's one of those kind of actors who people want to make you know they, they they get into her energy and so that i felt was always very very positive you know and, and, and yeah. it's, it's like an injection every time she would come up onto the set so yeah yeah no i, I again i feel very grateful and happy that that she did this you know what i mean yeah. i feel about all the cast you know it's like it's a weird thing doing a series it's so sort of in and out and or you're st- you know, people are in Romania for a year, work a couple of days, and then visit Romania for the next. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. miraculous castle again, whatever. You
0: know. <laughs> I'm home, and yeah.
1: I. <laughs> I mean, it was it was fitting that we ended up going to Romania. You know, the land of werewolves and vampires. So it 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 had it had a good vibe doing it there.
0: Yeah, I bet. Was it uh what was the experience like for you like you said at the start you know you'd never you've never done a TV series like this before was it was it quite i guess there's a lot more work but it, it also lets things breathe and you can you know get yeah, more attention I mean, to things in a way I mean
1: I mean ultimately it's a bit more fragmented than making a movie but it, it, at the heart of it it's like making a movie you have a cat, you know you got a cast crew sets and you know, and so The nature of it is the same. It is more fragmented. It is, it is odder, you know, and it's quicker. So, you know, but I didn't mind that, you know, you kind of moving at a bigger pace, doing more setups than you maybe would do on a movie per day. Um, But, but, but ultimately the the focal point was Wednesday as a care, you know, so, and everything kind of came from that. And so everything was sort of supported by that. So, you know, it was, it was different yet similar.
0: Yeah. When it came to music, I mean, that, you know, kind of this long, beautiful relationship with Danny with with regards to, to music. Talk to me a little bit about that, because what I love about the show is that there's there's so much music and it's so beautiful and it's such a character. But there's also these lovely moments where there's, there's this fantastic, I think it's a cello version of Nothing Else Matters and things like that, that are there are lovely con- contemporary pieces of music that yeah. are.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there, definitely. I mean, you know, obviously the, the anchor was Danny, you know, and I think, you know, <laughs> like me, you know, we like the same kind of thing. So he got it. So he was actually a good, you know, I always treat like Danny, what he does is like a character in the movie. He, he, he does that and then you know we didn't have a big music budget but but we got to use a few different you know like edith Piaf was a character we use that because that was part of that you know that's part of her vibe you know what i yeah. mean And then, you know, then we did a, you know, she did a cello version of Painted Black, you know, which, you know, was kind of fun to kind of work (laughs) with that kind of music, but with the cello, you know, kind of solo kind of a thing. And then, um, yeah, we we, we had, uh, and then during the prom scene, you know, that was an important one because Wednesday at the prom, yikes. So, you know, and so again, because it had such going back to my own memories of school and all of that. You know, you know, landed on the cramp song because that kind of represented to me what Wednesday is and is something that she could deal with you know so so you know we were kind of lucky to kind of that had a very Wednesday vibe. so you know we had a limited resources, but we tried to use it you know in, in when we could to effective you know something that is whatever very Wednesday.
0: when the sun goes down and the moon comes up. And did you deliberately kind of, sort of want to step away from everything that had kind of pre-existed with the Adams family? You know, there's the, there's that theme tune, there's the the yeah, I mean, and all that.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of there's a couple of little you know, Danny sort of weaved it in every now and then, a little bit of an homage. But without, you know, I mean, the thing for me is, like I said, I've been offered other Adams family things, but I just felt like. I was never really interested because it's been done so well in certain ways, you know? And so again, even in this heightened world between Wednesday and, and Catherine and Louise, they just felt like slightly more like real people, you know, and because it's a longer series, it's a slower burn. And so it, it even through the Adams family, for me sort of felt more that the thing that everybody goes to that child parent dynamic, you know, like you're embarrassed by your parents. That seems pretty common. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. At least in my house anyway yeah uh you, you know and 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 you know the idea of like you know why is Wednesday like that well if you have Gomez and Morticia as your parents of course he's going to be like that you know what I mean and uh <laughs> so I mean you always tried to felt true to what it was but again you know Wednesday passes is, is portrayed as a little girl and very you know she's just one yeah. kind of and I think what Jenna did was Take that, you know, because you, you can't really fool with that too much. But within that framework, she shows a little bit of you, you know, snippets of humanity and something that, you know, where you kind of understand her a little bit. And then, yeah, her own conflict on a, on a buried level, on a deep level. And so, again, for me, even in this heightened world, it felt more real to me.
0: Yeah. I think it's really lovely because there are a couple of moments where you hear that kind of the harpsichord type sound mm-hmm. that is kind of synonymous with yeah. you know with that and it's not overplayed it's just like you say it's almost like on homage sort of thing right yeah. just it kind yeah. of flittles yeah. in and out sort of thing it's really yeah. clever well,
1: Danny's very good at that in the sense of where he doesn't you know we don't we never want to go oh let's put that the, you know, but mm-hmm. there's a certain vibe and a certain as you said kind. Of, it's not homage but it's a vibe that
0: yeah is
1: respectful and, and kind of you know a little bit of a, a hidden kind of thing but but that's true. I mean, because no matter what you change, there's still a vibe to the thing, you know, and you wanna and that's kind of a vibe that's why you partially why you want to do it.
0: Can I just say as well, great monster design.
1: Oh, thank you very much, honestly. No, thank you for saying that. You know why?
0: I love the monster.
1: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Because, you know, over the years, monsters, monsters, and they always end up looking like a lamprey with tongue coming out of it or something. (laughs) Uh, With tentacles or whatever kind of shit. You know, I mean, whatever. It's all great. But... I, again, because this goes back to my time in school and thinking in and and Adam's family, I, I kind of went back to like the kind of models I had. There were these things called weirdos, you know, that, and they were like uh, in the like rat fink, you know, and in and, and this kind of big daddy Roth kind of things. And I'm going like, oh, you know? And so I got this in my mind of, because there was these like famous monster magazines And it's like, there's a make your own weirdo kid. You paste on eyes and mouth and stuff. It was really kind of creepy. And so I kind of went for the vibe of going back to those old monster cards, you know, and just, so I'm very happy with that Yeah,
0: I thought it was great. It's the eyes as well in particular, I love as well. It's great.
1: It was, it was to watch The Outer Limits. There was a, a, there was an Outer Limits episode called The Mutant. Where this guy, you know, has those kind of eyes, and I always remembered that as well. So,
0: yeah, definitely, it's the thing you you notice first for the monster, isn't it? It's The eyes always.
1: Yeah, and actors, eyes. you know, the eyes <laughs> yeah. uh, are the windows to the soul, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. I also what I I didn't know whether the cello had had been referenced in the past with it being an instrument that, excuse my ignorance, I remember,
1: that I don't remember it from anything. Oh.
0: Seems perfect for Wednesday yeah, to play.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a strange, yeah, it's just it's beautiful and it's nice. We had a nice black one, which was beautiful. You know what I mean? We made our own and it's just the image of her and that uh, just for me was a very strong image.
0: Well, it's because she's so kind of she's the least tactile person in the world, you know, and so the idea that she almost is kind of cuddling anything or... Physical with also, anything uh, yeah. and the sawing kind of action there the with it as well. I
1: sawing the old magician sawing a woman in half. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it also has got that kind of, you know, it's not like a violin, but it's got that kind of psycho stringy kind of.
0: Yeah, you
1: know?
0: yeah. Yeah. Does um does she play or does she does Jenna play because she if she doesn't she made it look bloody great. She
1: she spent a long time. And, and, you know, I mean, long time meaning in a very short window to do it. Yeah. She she worked very hard. I will say this about Jenna. That's a good point because she did everything. She she took cello lessons, fencing lessons, German lessons, uh, archery lessons. Wow. Honestly, she, and, and she did everything, you know? And so could she perform in Carnegie Hall or Albert Hall right now? <laughs> no, but she did a pretty good, you know, She can play, and Mm -hmm. certainly as an actress, sell it as well.
0: Wow, she's walking away from this project with a whole new, brilliant collection of life skills. That's great.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, cello and archery, and she's got it made. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Is there a Roy Orbison song as well in there? Yeah,
1: I have that on my jukebox at home, and and it's just something where just like them on the radio, I just felt like that would be a song that would be like one of their songs. And also, you know, can you imagine being trapped in a car with your parents and they're doing car karaoke? It's like, OK, <laughs> I just, don't stop the car, but let me out. You know,
0: a candy colored clown, they call the Sandman, tiptoes to my room every night. Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper, go to sleep, everything is all right.
1: I close my eyes, then
0: I drift. remember it with my grandparents and it used to be um this scottish duo called foster and alan and then des o'connor randomly oh, and, uh, oh my god it's still whatever i think about it it gives me one of those kind of like shivers up my back
1: i kind of say i mean if i think about you know lots of things i get the hair you know, on the back of my neck stands up
0: <laughs> it really leaves us as well wanting more after this you know we i've watched all the episodes of this first season of of wednesday and you know it it does leave the door open and i hope there's going to be more because i absolutely loved it
1: well you know still finishing it so for me i mean i <laughs> like i don't even know what i'm doing after this interview so you know i'm like <laughs> but, but i would say this it was a, it was a great cast and it was a great um it was an interesting experience and uh, no i i i like i said all those elements and people and everything made it you know, special.
0: Yeah. I love, there's a line in it as well, is the most brilliant cutting line about social media, which I just think is the, it's like, ah. Oh.
1: Yeah, I mean, she, well, that's the thing. She shares my worldview on lots of things. And, yeah. and being slightly uh, worried about technology or not understanding it, it's very easy for me to relate to. And yeah. I'm sure you relate to it as well.
0: I think it's wonderful that you are, you know, in a time where gender fluidity is such a big, important thing as well. I think she's a character that is can be a massive is a massive role model and a massive voice for so many people.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's what I liked about her. She she's a very clear character for who she is, you know, mm-hmm. very black and white. And she's just got, you know, those eyes looking at you, giving you her point of view. And that to me is a real strength of character. You know, no matter man whatever you are, it just shows you Just be who you are and that's who you are, you know, know, and and you're not being mean. You're not being this or that. It's just maybe different, maybe this or that. But so that's what I like is like her purity and clarity.
0: Yeah. Did you play music on set at all?
1: um not too much we yeah we did we did in certain obviously during the prom sequence and 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 where it made sense and and yeah like if, if there wasn't dialogue we, we you know we'd play a little bit of the esp off or we'd play um you know some of these other things but not not so much i mean not something like you know sweeney ta or when when music was appropriate again yeah i remember very strongly you know over and over again in the prom sequence yeah.
0: I love as well that it's coming up to that time of year again where we where we unlock the Nightmare Before Christmas. You in, it's kind of like it's nearly time again. It's so lovely because it's that it, it's it's almost like a it's like an ad, a sort of visual Advent calendar in a way. It's kind of like we, every every year we have to watch it. It's so lovely.
1: I mean, that's amazing because you know, like I said, part of the inspiration for that was growing up, like watching, you know, like looking for every year to like the Grinch that stole Christmas. Or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Rankin and Bass one, mm-hmm. you know, the stop motion. And, you know, it was like, it became like, for me, I would look forward to that every year. And, you know, the thing is with now with me, we can get everything you want at, at, at the moment. Then you had to wait until those times, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, you can't get it on video. You can't watch it on internet. But so it made it like an event. And so it's nice if something's still got that vibe to it, you know?
0: Yeah, it's lovely that you've, you know, it's 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 become a kind of tradition. It's become part of tri- Christmas tradition for so many people, I think.
1: That's really nice. And I've even gotten compliment from people, more than one, like many people like their dogs like that movie too. So <laughs> that, actually, it's, for some reason, I'm more like by that than almost anything but
0: <laughs> listen i've got i've got to mention the massive brilliant poster behind your right shoulder blue hawaii oh,
1: yeah.
0: oh. what's it's your a, dog what's your dog called
1: her, her name is levi
0: oh nice i've got a dog called river he's downstairs what oh, kind of a yeah. dog he's a portuguese water dog yeah portuguese got webbed webbed paws front <laughs> paws he's amazing he's great He's a big fan of films. He watches a lot. Just... People
1: do. I mean, I, I, I. Well, you know, that's a whole other. Stuff.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Dark um, psychologist show. Yeah.
0: And um, Blue Hawaii, you a fan? Because I remember watching that film loads as a kid.
1: Well, I just like the poster. I mean, I got a great poster collection. You know. Yeah, I bet. I got some really, all these good, big, old Italian, you know, I got the Omega Man, I've got One Million Years B.C. I've got, I got lots of great ones. Yeah. I'll, 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 you can come over sometime, I'll show you.
0: I'd love to. Do you mind if I ask you about Beetlejuice too?
1: Yeah, you can ask, but there's not. <laughs> You ask it's, out,
0: it's out there. I mean, it's it's floating oh, around.
1: I, in... know, I know. You know, but here's you know, you know, I've like I've worked on so many projects in my life where I worked on them and they don't happen. And you know, as I said, you know, I, I mean, so uh, working on a couple ideas of things, but you, you know, it's one of those things that if it's right, it will happen, and if it's not, you know, because I don't really want. You know, it's such a thing. I don't really. You know, I got to sort of get all rid of all the white noise and and just try to go to a spot where it's like, okay, you you feel it. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to all the kind of white noise that surrounds it. I'm just trying to be calm and zen and just kind of keep kind of just working on some thoughts about it.
0: Yeah. It really feels like, Tim, that this Project Wednesday, though, has been – a really positive and brilliant experience for you in, in terms of allowing you to to bring all the things that, that inspire you creatively to the table, you know, creating monsters, bringing yeah, in music, yeah. a character yeah. that you can relate to, that you can almost, all yeah. those sort of things. Is that fair to say, do you think?
1: Zombie pilgrims? I mean, yeah. <laughs> pilgrims freak me out anyway.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched, there's that... Uh, it's, it's pilgrims and also sort of extreme religion things. I watched this great um, crime drama on on something recently with Andrew Garfield and Daisy Edgar Jones about uh, Mormons and this Mormon oh, murder. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, it's incredible. It's I, I think you'd uh, I think you'd enjoy it. So he plays a, under the banner of heaven. He plays a Mormon cop. And then there's a murder in the town of a Mormon wife. So it conflicts with all his kind of yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so interesting.
1: Yeah, right. It conflicts with their view that 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 all women should be dead, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Do
0: as they're told, basically. No,
1: all yeah. 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 So I don't
0: know. But 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 just going back to that what I was saying about Wednesday kind of yeah. being this this sort of allowing you to bring all those things yeah. to the table. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was all mixture. you know, it's like Wednesday out I'm in a scooby doo mystery. It's all great, you know and and um and uh, yeah, and and also being in Romania, you know, it just had a vibe to it that it all seemed to fit hearing ro- weird Romanian folk music and pop music and visiting Dracula's castle and you know,
0: would you say that inspired like the kind of fed into the production at all then in terms of
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was a vibe there that you know, if we'd gone to Canada or stayed in England or gone to America, it just would have been different. And, and, and we had the opportunity to also, we had a whole old studio to ourselves so we could build sets and build the town. Yeah. I, yeah, it fed into the vibe of what the material was, you know. And so I always felt even though it was hard, it was strange, interesting place to be, it, it, it helped with the vibe, no question.
0: Before I go as well, I've got to do a, a massive, a, amazing as as you'd expect from Colleen Atwood as well. But the the costumes yeah. and oh my yeah. god, they're so good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no. In fact, when she had a coat that I wish I said, could you make that in my size? You know, I mean, <laughs> no, it was it, it was great. And again, you know, Danny and her, you know, who I've worked with, obviously, yeah. she got she gets the vibe, and she also gets. You know, it was interesting to see her give her different outfits and give her different looks and feels while still maintaining who she is. So that you know, it was a, it was a great fun challenge
0: that one for her. If she can release the pattern, so I can remake the prom yeah. dress for myself, please. I yeah. would be really grateful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. uh Yeah. No, she did. She did. She did a a great job with that.
0: Listen, it's so great to chat. to You know, it's so great just to see kind of you know how much you. You can tell how much you enjoyed making the show, and and we had an amazing time watching it. So, thank you so, 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 so much.
1: Great to talk to you again. Yeah,
0: you too. Have a great day, Tim. Thank you so much for your time. score to Wednesday that's Meet Wednesday rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with the wonderful Tim Burton Mm -hmm. Uh, my huge thanks to Tim for taking the time to talk to us Wednesday is available to watch right now as I said on Netflix and you can head to edithbowman.com to hear my conversation with Tim from the BFI as well as every other episode of this podcast 350 odd of them Um, and I should also say as well that I don't know I loved how excited Tim got I put a little clip of this up up on our socials of Tim talking about the monster which I just thought as you can hear really enjoyed the creation of that and you could see he's like a child like oh really you're like the monster it was so lovely so uh, head to facebook instagram and twitter at soundtrack in uk where you can see that clip of tim and i'll try and get the full episode up on our youtube channel as well um up there at the minute there's loads of great stuff i've just put up the glass onion special from the premiere i'm going to stick up some daniel craig clips uh we're going to get um david russell up there as well and hopefully tim burton so yeah loads of great stuff now uh, coming up next oh not quite sure who's going to be next it could be david harbour it could be francis o'connor and her composer abel kurniewski it could be michael giacchino you'll just have to make sure that you subscribe and you're ready for our next episode